Your ability to succeed in marriage is making God the head of your relationship. Hi everyone and welcome to Fusion Marriage Podcast with Madonna. This is where I'd like us to take the opportunity to discuss how to draw closer to your spouse by drawing closer to God, how to bring up children in the family, the God kind of way, finances, in-laws and so much more. I've been married for 13 years and counting by God's grace and I'd like to share some of my experiences and challenges and how I've learned to overcome it through prayer and the word of God. I hope you find these podcast sessions useful. Thank you. Welcome to today's episode, Loving Your Spouse. Let's read 1 Corinthians 13, 48. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there's knowledge, it will pass away. As I read the scripture, it makes me aware of how dependent I am on God to be able to love my spouse or love in general. 1 Corinthians 13, 48 is the kind of love that keeps a couple together for a lifetime. It's not always based on feelings, emotions or conditions, but it's an attitude or a decision to love with God's help. Some of the delusions we may have is that we've equated love to only emotions, which is the fruit of love, but not love itself. God commands husbands to love their wives in efficiency, and the older women to teach the younger women to love their husbands in Titus 2 verse 4. If love was just based on emotions, God would not instruct husbands to love their wives or the older women to teach the younger women on how to love. So I'm glad to say that once God has instructed husband and wife to love each other, he will surely provide us with the grace to do so. As a couple, we need, to be, we need to decide to be patient with each other. Give your other half the opportunity to grow. We need to be kind and act benevolently. Husbands, ask your wives, how can I help you today? And wives, ask your husbands, how can I be a better wife to you? Please do all you can to know your spouse's appreciation of love, as this could be totally different to yours. So spend time to talk about it. I'd also encourage anyone listening to meditate on 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8 and ask God to reveal to you how you can be a better lover. The Bible talks about three types of love, the agape love, filio and eros love. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about the three types of love and how we can dial them up in our relationship. I'll define agape love as a God type of love and Romans 5, 8 explains it perfectly. It reads, but God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know what? We did nothing to deserve Christ or Jesus' love. We were sinners, but then he gave. We didn't deserve it or earn it. So in marriage, we need to practice agape love as well. That's when you love your spouse unconditionally. Sometimes you need to rely on the grace of God to be able to love your spouse especially when things aren't rosy. I got married when I was nearly 22 
And as much as it was exciting initially, all the challenges soon surfaced. At least three and a half years before I got married, I lived on my own going to uni and I had a weekend job, so I made some pocket money. I did things my way. And now being married, I had to share my space and learn to compromise, which was very difficult for me. I couldn't just get up, have a plan and run with it. Now I had to discuss everything with Isaac, who mostly saw things from a different perspective to me and that was extremely frustrating. Every conversation turned into an argument and it wasn't fun anymore. The dream of a perfect family started to diminish right before my eyes. What was going on? This is not what I signed up for. I think I became more and more self-centered and selfish. It was always about how unhappy I was or how I felt I had sacrificed so much for getting married quite young or how unappreciated I felt. To be honest, I never took the time out to think about how Isaac felt in the marriage. I'm not saying that Isaac was a saint in all of this, but what I remember is that he never gave up, gave up on us. He still showed me love without expecting anything back and he still prayed for us. He sowed love and now I can say he's reaping a bountiful harvest of love. To be honest, sometimes I feel he's reaping a bit too much for the mustard seed he sowed. Dear listener, no matter what season you are in your marriage, maybe everything is bliss now or maybe you're in the midst of a storm, but please always pray for the grace to sow love because love never fails and will eventually spark love. 1 John 4.19 says, We love him because he first loved us. The next type of love is filial love, which is brotherly love or love seen in deep friendship. When you read 1 Thessalonians 12 verse 9, it says, That now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. So in marriage, you also need filial love. Think about the love relationship you have with your siblings. You fight and you make up, and in marriage it's the same. You play around with siblings, you chat and support each other, and that's expected in marriage too. Isaac and I usually play around and laugh at each other, and the kids get involved. Thankfully, I'm not ticklish at all, but all the boys in my house are extremely ticklish, and they get that from their dad. I always plan with my two boys, on how to hold their dad down so I can tickle them but he always bribes our sons with either watching Formula One or playing the PlayStation with them so they stop or where persuasion fails he uses his strength to let loose. The day I'm able to pin him down you surely get to know about it. This is filial love. It brings happiness in the home. The next type of love the Bible talks about is Eros love which is romantic or sensual love. God uses the relationship of marriage as an illustration of the relationship he has with his people, which is passionate and intimate. So as married couples, we need to celebrate Eros love and be passionate about it. There are several scriptures in Songs of Solomon and Proverbs which talks about Eros love. I'd read Proverbs 9, sorry, 5 verse 19, which reads, She is a loving dear, a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. And Songs of Solomon 1, 2-4 reads, Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. 
Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfume. Your name is like perfume poured out. No wonder the young women love you. Take me away with you. Let us hurry. Let the king bring me to his chambers. You see, once the kids come in, sometimes tiredness sets in and there's always the danger to let Eva's love slip. Or the longer you're married, the danger is to sow more of your love. Mostly, Christian men get married to satisfy their sexual needs without fornicating. So ladies, in as much as we need companionship, we need to be mindful and try to also offer sexual love to our husbands and also enjoy it. Wives, if you expect your husband to, uh, to spend more time with you or be around, with you, uh, around you most of the time, all you do is appreciate your beauty. And what goes to a man's mind is to be intimate with you. A man can always buy food outside and clean his own house. But the only thing a Christian man cannot do is have sex outside of marriage. So wives, you are very important to our Christian husbands. So let's help them. I've been married for 13 years and I still have till death do us part to go. But within this time, I've come to realize that there's a thin line between love and hate. The story of Amnon, King David's son, and his sister Tamar in 2 Samuel 13 depicts it so well. One minute, Amnon was so in love with his sister that he was even sick out of love. But a few verses down, this love turned into hatred, and he was asking his servant to get Tamna out of his sight. If you're still in love with your spouse, please don't be complacent and keep working at it and guard your heart with all diligence. And if you're in the place where your love is waxing cold, James 4.2 says, You do not have because you do not ask. Please don't give up on love. Get down on your knees and ask God the grace to rekindle your love again. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says you are love and the full embodiment of it. Please give us the grace to learn how to love each other in our marriages. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and see you on the next Fusion Podcast. Thank you.